and welcome to Leadership Redefined. On this bright Monday morning, we have a, a super special guest on. Welcome, Rich and Anthony. How are you? Morning. Uh, we have with us Dr. Gina Talbert uh, from Wine Dance School. She's a superintendent of Wine Dance School. So I'll let you intro yourself as well, Gina. But uh, we're thrilled to have uh, Dr. Talbert on because uh, we've been actually lucky enough to work with her over the past two plus years um, in Wine Dance. So we've gotten to know her really well and gotten to know the culture of Wine Dance uh, really well. And, and hopefully you're helping shape uh, Dr. Talbert's vision a little bit there as well. So it's a really great thing to be able to speak to you today. And I think we have a couple other of your administrators lined up, another today too, in, in just a little while. So Dr. Talbert, welcome. Well, thank you, Al, for having me. It's a pleasure to uh, participate in today's podcast. I am honored to be the superintendent of the Winding Junior Free School District where we have over 2,800 scholars who we are preparing to be world-class citizens, um, making their impact on the world. So this is a um, really great work and I'm humbled to uh, have the opportunity to be a part of leading this great school district. That's wonderful. And uh, so my first question to you really is uh, about, obviously we, we, we know you really well, uh, Gina, but. Uh, we'd love to hear, and I think you mentioned a book that you're, you're reading recently, but that, to me, captured who you are as a leader, uh, just around that, that positive piece. But you've always been someone who uh, really looks at leadership in this positive light from the day we met you um, till, till now. So if you could just briefly explain your leadership style and maybe highlight that book that you mentioned, that would be great. Uh, if not, that's okay too. But uh, what is your leadership style? In, and, and, and also, I'd love for you to just frame uh, Wine Dance as a district, just for the listeners, just so, um, so they know uh, the culture, the demographic of your specific area too, um, and, and the challenges around it, around it because uh, of the area that you're in. Uh, all challenges that you, you, you're capable of handling, but they are challenges. Yes, certainly. And so um, when I think about my uh, leadership style here in Wine Dance, I can't help but draw from Dr. Bernardo and Dr. Anandiato, who have actually been instrumental in helping to craft and mold that and strengthen that through our work here together and um, through our work in the uh, doctoral program at St. John's. And so um, my, my lead, leadership really to me is defined as influence. And that influence can be positive or negative. And so because uh, leadership must be positive in order to impact transformational change, I've been reading the book called The Power of Positive Leadership by John Gordon. Now, this was a book that was introduced to um, superintendents in the Suffolk County Superintendents Association. And it really helped to inspire and spark the work that was already in progress. Here in uh, Dance, we have just about 2,800 scholars. We have a pre-K through 12th, uh, 12th grade program. Uh, we consist of four schools, two elementary schools, a middle and a high school, and about 60% of our student population um, is now Hispanic. So we have certainly been 
a district who's been impacted by uh, the influx of uh, immigrant students who are coming into the states. And so we're always in a state of readiness to see how we can sharpen our saw to receive those students with gladness and to prepare them uh, for a rigorous and supportive learning environment. Um, our students um, have gone through quite a bit during this pandemic. The Hamlet of Wyandanch was hit pretty hard by the pandemic where there's been a lot of grief, a lot of loss, um, a lot of loved ones, our students and um, many of our faculty members and families have just been impacted um, in a great uh, way by what has transpired. And so we have students who are coming back to on-site learning, uh, which has been a slower process than we would like, but we are respecting the family, the decisions of our families because they have experienced some very real and tangible uh, impact um, by the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Rich, Anthony, I know, I know we talked about preferable future. We've talked about uh, that with you for a long time. And uh, in uh, really any district, but in, in particular Windanch, uh, it's very easy to sort of just flow into whatever future is meant to be, right? Uh, and you have to actively work uh, to get to that so uh, preferable future. Rich, I'll let you ask a question around that. And then uh, Dr. Talbert, you could, you could answer because I'm sure Rich could articulate the, the preferable future question much better than I. Sure. Rich, you're muted. Yeah, you know, actually, Al, I just wrote down that, that flow word that you use because I love the way you described it. I don't, think you, I, I don't think I can do any better than you as far as that's concerned. But I mean, for the audience out there, I know that uh, Dr. Talbot's you know, very familiar with the, with the three Ps we speak about. That is to say the three Ps of, uh, of the future. Of future. And, and though I keep saying there's a fourth as well. And, you know, and those being uh, what's possible, what's probable and what's preferable. And, and then, then to take it a little, a little further to see what, what the gap is between what is probably going to happen versus what is preferably we would walk, the community and the stakeholders and the leadership of the Wyand Inch would have happened uh, if they, as they recognize what needs to be done. And then that's the key in so many senses. And I'll, I'll stop because, you know, you know I'll, keep, I'll keep rolling. So Gina, you can react to that. But that's the key to see really have the skills and competencies to recognize what probably will is, is out there, which is hard to do based on what the pandemic has done to your community and to uh, pretty much the whole world at this point. And weigh that against what you would like it to happen in terms of the potential. And quite frankly, I think you have the preferable future right over your head and <laughs> in your backdrop Absolutely. as a destination graduation yeah. and, a, and, a, and a scholar uh, leaping for joy. And by the way, I, I've always in, we admired that you use the word scholar, 2,800 scholars. I think that's a great symbol too. So that preferable future is not something that just falls out of a tree, Gina, right? It's something that you need to uh, future for. You yeah. smiled. Absolutely. Um, you have to really um, have a shared vision for that. And you have to create that shared vision for the preferable future. And, you know, through the, 
exercises and the interactive exchange that we've even had with Leadership Redefined, it's helped us to really structure our systems and disciplines with a little more innovation, creative um, approach and succinct because the goal is to close the gaps. And the goal is to push our scholars to destination graduation. Now, one of the things that we're doing is we believe that the spoken word is very powerful and that we can frame our educational system by beginning to just speak what we want it to be. And so that's also a part of positive leadership. So we no longer refer to our scholars as this is our kindergarten class, our first grade class, our ninth grade class. We refer to them as the graduating class in which they are expected to graduate. So our uh, sixth graders are the class of 2027. So every school has donned their walls and their doors with this language of destination graduation. So as the students walk through the halls and enter the classes, they are seeing themselves as graduates. They are seeing what the end should be, the end result should be. And that's a part of us forming mental models, not just among the staff, because it, it has to be among the staff, but we wanna transcend that to our scholars. You know, when you think about the Danielson framework and you want to get the students to level four when they own it and apply it and walk in it and showcase it, express it. So we're wanting them to express their desire for destination graduation. And so we're seeing this transformation, you know, slowly take place as we continue to speak and treat them and believe and expect that they are going to get to the end with a good result. And we know that change is transformation. It has to be complete. And as we get others in our community, our stakeholders to buy into our believability, then really we can lead with what our little slogan says. Our slogan says, we're leading in a new direction with transparency, with accountability and collaboration. And so we're very happy about the progress that we are making toward our destination graduation. And which is our preferable future. So Gina, I'd love, I want, I'd love to hear from Anthony as well, but to that, uh, there are those out there that may not understand or see the value of that messaging, right? It's almost like a branding in a way and, and a changing, uh, like you said, of the uh, just really trying to embed things in the mindset from ve a very early age. Uh, and there's psychology behind this, right? That it, that it, that there, it's proven to work, but what, I guess the, why you do that and do you see results since you started doing that, um, uh, to just keep it like the I can versus I can't mentality is is really poignant. But can you just explain to other leaders the why of that? And, and have you seen value in it already? I'm sure you have, but how have you seen value in it already? So when I think about the driver and I think about the why behind what we do, I think about our district's mission statement. And our mission statement is to inspire the passion for learning 
and educating all students to achieve their full potential. So that's the why behind what we do. And so that has been cohesive. We have been able to get that message to every building administrator, every department leader, they're transferring it to their staff. And so when you walk into the Wyandotte School District and you ask, why are you doing what you're doing? What is the push behind this? Well, we're all synchronized and we've built cohesion around the culture of our mission, which is to inspire the passion for learning and educating all students to achieve their full potential. Thank you, Gina. Uh, Anthony? Uh, I knew that if I waited long enough, I would hear Gina say another P, and that's passion. <laughs> and if there's anything that I admire so greatly about Wyandanch and, and have been able to witness firsthand, and I think that that is the glue. Um, and I think you're right, Gina, that you have built cohesion around passion for children. Um, and that is so clear about every one of your of your leaders um, and and your staff. And it, you know, it's so simple, um, and we we tend to take it for granted. But not every educator has passion for children, sadly to say. And and that is something that that you exude as a superintendent, and the people around you exude that. Um, and that's what makes a difference in the lives of your scholars. Um, they're scholars but they're also children and they're treated that way. Um, and you know, I, I think that in, in listening to you speak and in seeing you in action, um, I think that that's so much of what I'm sure you're reading about the power of positive leadership was probably there before you read the book. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to, to say that and, 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 um, and let you know how much I respect and admire your leadership. And I'm very grateful. And I'm sure Wyandanch is very grateful that you're there. Um, that being said, um, you know, a lot of what we're saying here is, is that why behind why, you know, you're doing what you're doing. And, and uh, you know, if you can just speak to, and I don't want to put a tear in, in Rich's eye, speak to what you want to see Wyandanch be in the next five years. Because there's a whole nother side to you here, and that is that vision um, that you have espoused while you've been there. Tell me what you want to see. Oh, boy, that's a loaded question. So much to want to see, right? But we know that it takes a lot of work to create a world-class organization, right? And it takes a lot of innovation. It takes a lot of creativity. And it takes a lot of teamwork. And so when we look at the team learning that is taking place and building a culture of excellence and expectation and children first, then we're seeing well-informed and executed pedagogy, delivery of instruction in those classrooms. We're seeing excellent learning labs where there's active engagement between scholar and teacher. There is critical thinking on display in the exchange of discussion and dialogue. Um, we're seeing helpfulness and kindness out of cooperative learning among the scholars, where they are treating others the way they want to be treated. And so, you know, 
thinking about what Dr. King said, when we educate children, if we don't educate them with character, then we're pretty much producing menaces to society. And so we have a very strong character education program where we're embedding traits like responsibility and determination and perseverance and resilience based on our Wine Bench Pride program that we developed from the ground up. So when we look at the vision and what we are wanting to see at destination graduation, we're seeing kind, strong, resilient scholars who have a thirst and a hunger for knowledge and thinking and can hold a conversation and articulate their thoughts, um, who can be persuasive about the independent stands that they're taking about cultural events, and students who are socially just and aware and engaged in their community, where they're not desensitized by all they're seeing on social media and on the news, um, the images that our children have to deal with today that we didn't have to deal with. They're seeing others get shot down. They display this on the news right before them. And so never get you know, so used to seeing that, that it doesn't matter to you, that you lose the humanity of life that surrounds you. We're educating you so you can go and impact society and improve humanity and make the world a better place. And so that vision is all embedded in the holistic um, makeup and components of not just being a, a, you know, a sharp intellectual. We want that for you. But to be able to treat people right, push people to their full potential, give your very best in everything that you do. And of course, be able to stand tall among the intellectual and represent yourself well, your families well and your community well. Beautifully stated, as I knew it would be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that wasn't such a hard question. <laughs> yes, <not. laughs> so, uh, Dr. Tom, we're, we want to be mindful of your time, of course, um, as we come uh, to an end. I feel like we can talk to you for about three hours, uh, but... Uh, I, I just want to, uh, so what I'll do is I'll let uh, my, I'll say something quick, Dr. Bonanno, Dr. Nanjiato, and we'll let you close it out, Dr. Talbert. Uh, but I, I, of course, have known you for a little bit now. And uh, one of the things I love most, and you hear it in how you, you speak to leadership in general, is you have this amazing ability to, I think a lot of people get caught in the weeds of education, um, but you have this amazing ability to be aware of the weeds, but you actually transcend and get past that into that positive space. Um, and you it's not an easy thing to do to, to have empathy and be aware of what's in front of you as far as the, the challenging stuff, but to really quickly transition into a pot. Okay. That's there, but this is what we have to do. And you do that so well. And I'm, I'm appreciative of that. And not a lot of leaders can do that. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll let uh, Rich and Anthony say something quick and I'll let you close out, Gina. Okay, thank you. Yeah, the, I, I love the fact that uh, Anthony and you spotted a fourth P, which wasn't the P I was thinking of, but it's, it's a more important P, I think. And that would be the passion that uh, you exude and lead through example and through your eloquence. And, you know, the fifth P, I guess, would say, I say that would be the projected future. And when you 
explain how you see things should be for how you want your, your scholars to uh, be able to do the critical thinking kinds of things that they can do to contribute to, not only to wine dance, but to the society that they have to live in up the road uh, uh, or the tear to my eye. And the other thing I wanted to say real quick, I'm, I, I don't, it's going to sound like I'm, it's a negative, but I don't mean for it to sound like a negative. Not once did you say, hey, we're limited in our resources. <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't do it, you didn't play that game with us. Not that it's a game, but you, know, you, didn't, you didn't wear that on your sleeve and say, well, we have, we have limited resources and therefore we can't. You didn't do that. You went positive. And what other way is it to, to, do, to go except to do that because all those good things that you aspire to and you and your, your staff and your community uh, are going to be what that sign behind you is all about. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Anthony? I just want to say that I never hear anyone in Wyandanch use resources as an excuse. Mm. Not to say that, that, you know, there isn't a reality about resources, but it's never used as an excuse to not try their best. And, uh, and that, you know, that's a credit to you too. That's why you didn't say it in this, in this interview. Um, I think that you have a mission and you know what that mission is and you've been able to rally your people around that mission. Um, and, you know, all I can tell you is just keep up the good work, Gina, keep it up. Thank you. And Dr. Talbert, the last word for you. Okay, okay. <laughs> First and foremost, thank you for the invitation. It has indeed been a pleasure just sharing, you know, our heart for Wine Dance and, uh, of course, being complimentary of the work that you have imparted to us as leaders here through Leadership Redefined. So thank you for that. You know, in the book um, by uh, John Gordon, he talks about invest in the root if you want the fruit. And so here in Wine Dance, we're focusing a lot on our culture. And culture is like, you know, quantifiable. It's, it's, it's hard to measure. You know, you, you have benchmarks that are more tangible that you can measure. But when it comes to culture, it's not always easy to check the health of that, right? And so the root is where we're really pouring our energy so that the tree will bear the fruit that we're all working hard to see. So we will continue to invest in the root here. We're building trust, we're building teams, we're building accountability, we're building um, fiscal accountability with our community, we're building collaboration, we're incorporating stakeholders, and most first and foremost, our expectation for the ability and demonstration of what our scholars can perform is higher today than it was yesterday and it will be higher even tomorrow. So thank you for the opportunity. We are certainly elated to continue investing in the root so that we can have greater fruit here in Wine Bench. So thanks again for the opportunity to share. Thank you so much, Dr. Talbert. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Talbert. Thank you, Dr.